Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs. I am your host, Christy Haberman. I am glad you're here. Thanks for being a part of our community. A few disclaimers before we get started. I am a licensed therapist. However, this podcast is not to be considered mental health therapy or counseling. It is for entertainment purposes only and is not associated with my counseling practice, Christy Haberman Counseling Services. Thanks for showing up. Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs, Episode 4. Today we're going to talk about the unfairness of death. And as I have talked about previously in my other podcast recordings, this is my story of the things that I struggled with when my son died. That doesn't mean that everyone will struggle with the same things that I struggled with, but I think it will help put some things that you might see in the people around you that are struggling with grief into context. And it might help you understand what they might be going through. So the first thing that I really struggled with is the unfairness of Christopher's death. I woke up the next morning after Christopher died, angry at the world because I felt like it was so unfair. It was so unfair that he was 25 years old and that the chemo treatment that was supposed to heal him killed him instead. And I still have some resentment toward the hospital, towards the doctors. And then as unfair as it is, I have resentment towards people that have survived cancer because Christopher wasn't able to. And I know it's not their fault, but it goes back to that feeling like it was unfair. Christopher had just had a baby girl that was only three months old. He really wanted to be a father. It was unfair to her that she wasn't going to have a father, at least not a biological father. And it was unfair to him that he never got to be a father. And as I'm preparing for the funeral and I'm going through his things, all I could think about is how, how unfair it was. I didn't have time to go through his belongings like I wanted to, to pick what to choose to take home, what to give away. It just had to be done quickly because his rent was due. I didn't want to part with anything. If I would have had my way, I probably would have kept it. And if I could have afforded to, I probably would have paid rent on that apartment for years so that I wouldn't have to make the decision to go through his things. But I did. And now, it's 10 years later, I don't know what I would have kept of his things, but I know there were things that I probably threw away that I shouldn't have. When your child dies... So much more is taken from you than just the physicality of your child. Because as parents, we really look forward to seeing our kids grow up, being a part of their lives, seeing them get married. And in many ways, I feel like I was robbed of that. Because Christopher died. 
So this life that I had imagined wasn't going to exist for me anymore. And I've talked to many, many grieving mothers that say the same thing. It's not really even so much that our children die. It's just their hopes and dreams for them die with them. And then we are left with memories. But in our society, it's not okay to have memories. The message is, you don't talk about it. We don't want to hear about it. You need to move on. That's the message that we get. Haven't you grieved enough? Tell me what's enough. I still haven't figured that out. Is that what's enough? Because I get asked many times, especially as a therapist in different contexts, what is normal? When it comes to this whole grief, trying to figure it, figure it out even for myself about what is normal, as if there is anything normal and what is abnormal, I just don't think there's enough evidence out there to say what's normal, what's abnormal. We just have to accept what is. And part of what was unfair for me is that I felt abandoned by my family after my son died. So we go through the funeral, you know, and everyone rallies around you for the funeral, and then you're alone. It's just you. And you want to talk about it. But you can't talk about it without crying. Even now, I know you can hear in my voice, hear the tears. Um, just right there on the surface when I think about it. And think about all that Christopher missed in this life. And I think about what, what I would have wanted for him. I would have wanted him to have a family. To be able to be a dad. All of those things that he didn't get. And like I said, after the funeral, my family just kind of disappeared. And so did my friends. And I was alone. And I would, I would talk to random people in the store. I can't even imagine what that was like for them, hearing me talk about the fact that my son died. But I was desperate to, uh, to tell the world that, hey, he existed. He mattered. And he still matters. But the rest of the world didn't want to hear about it. In our culture, society culture, the dominant culture, as you want to call it, because we have lots of microcultures, we have to do a better do a job with this. We have to do a better job with helping people cope with listening to other people's grief. And also, that's part of why I say that it's unfair. Because it's not only unfair that our children died, but it's also unfair that people won't talk about it with us. 
it's also unfair that in order to have someone to talk about it with, I had to go to a therapist. And yes, I mean, I'm not knocking therapist. I am a therapist, but I needed more than an hour a week. I needed someone there at night. I needed some comforting and nurturing and that wasn't, that wasn't existing, you know, in my current situation that I had with the people that I was surrounded with at that point in my life. And so I found myself always thinking about how unfair this was, how unfair this was and how unfair it was for him also. And what we could do now to change that. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast, because I want to talk about it. I want to break down the stigma that we cannot talk about the fact that our children die, and we cannot talk about our experience that's that happened because our children died. Because my child died. And so much of what happened after that, how I am today was impacted by the fact that my child died. There is not a part of my being that was not impacted. And so, now, 10 years out, I, I get kind of angry. And then I go back to, it's unfair, but I have health consequences because my son died. I have um, emotional consequences. I'm not happy anymore. I used to have a really good sense of humor. I don't have that anymore. I'm extremely distrustful. I'm very distrustful of people, and I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it comes from the experiences that I had with my family and being abandoned after my son died. I have a cousin that lives in the same town as me, and she was there for me during the funeral. But I didn't hear from her after, and that's really when I needed to hear from her. It's just heartbreaking. I'm going to do a whole episode on the impact of what happened within my family. I'm part of several support groups and talk to other grieving moms. And, you know, family is one of those difficulties that we struggle with when we lose a child. Because those of, that are left behind don't understand. And it's a blessing. It is a blessing that they do not understand. So what it was like for me is I had to rush, 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 rush to clean out Christopher's room, well, his apartment. I couldn't take everything back to South Dakota. So it had to go, go to Goodwill. I probably would have kept a lot more of his clothes, um, his decorations. I would have kept a lot more stuff if my I, did, I wanted to get a U-Haul and haul it all home and my husband wouldn't let me. In hindsight, that's probably not a bad idea. Um, there's still times, though, I get angry and resentful about the fact that I couldn't do that, that I couldn't have more time. Uh, the 
his friends weren't very good to us. His friends broke into his house, told the landlord that he didn't have family and helped themselves to whatever they wanted. And I still to this day don't know what they took. And it's just heartbreak, but death brings out the evil in people. And then we go back to it being unfair. So I'm, and this is all I could think about. So after I got home and I got his stuff home, every morning I wake up in a panic attack because I didn't know where he was. And this is where the lack, it's not that I had a lack of spiritual beliefs when my son died, but there was definitely a spiritual crisis that was going on because I would wake up every day not knowing where he was and if he was okay. And I'd have a panic attack every morning. And that's how I woke up. So then you're looking. I would get up in the middle of the night and I'd go looking for my dog because I just couldn't stand the thought of losing another person. My youngest son didn't live with us at the time. But if I heard a siren, you bet you I was on the phone calling him. I was not. I was not going to go through that again. So I hear sirens, absolute panic attack. Just positive that it was someone that I knew. Because I just, I just could not go through this experience again of having someone die. So after I initially wake up and I realize, oh yeah, he is dead. He is dead. You try to figure out why. Why is he dead? He, it was a medical treatment that was supposed to make him better. How come it killed him? And the why is what will kill you. And this, I think the next episode, we're going to talk about the spiritual crisis because this is what this is leading up to. Because that is where I was getting to be. This is so unfair that there are people out there that had the same cancer that he had, Hodgkin's lymphoma, and they lived through it. How come he could not live through it? And then you're back to it being unfair. And when I was doing research for this podcast, I was thinking about looking up death quotes. Maybe I could start my podcast with a quote. Maybe that would help make it not so heavy and make it not so sad. And Romy says <laughs> things about how happy death is and how you should be glad when you get to the other side and be glad you lived a happy life. You know, it's those kind of things that, that really get you. Because, yeah, if it's you dying and you lived a good, long life, you know, and you're, you might be ill with something and, you know, maybe, maybe you can look at death and be like, you know, I am ready to go. But not when you're 15, not when you're 25. What about the babies that never even get a chance? What about them? 
that's the frustrating part for me is that we minimize those experiences. Because there is an unfairness to that. And it all seems so unfair, actually. (laughs) I've come to the conclusion that one of my core beliefs in the world is that it has to be fair. And Christopher Dyan hasn't changed that any. I still think it should be fair. (laughs) I don't know how to make it fair. I don't know how to make it okay that he died. I'm not sure that it'll ever be okay. I had this experience in my office the other day. And I was sitting there talking to, I don't do counseling too much anymore. I was, I work in a school setting. I was sitting there um, talking to a student and I have pictures of my son in the room. Some people really object to them. Um, He had a lot of tattoos, a black and white that he modeled for someone in school. And I just, it just kind of hit me that he was dead. And I was sad all the way home. I haven't had an experience like that for a while. And it was, it just like slammed me. And then part of me is like, well, how could you forget that he was dead? And it's not that I forget that he is dead. It's not that I forget him at all. But there was something about that moment that it became much more real than it has been in a while. I had one of my good friends ask me if this podcast is making things worse as far as the grief goes. And it doesn't. It actually makes it better because I know that there are people out there that at some point this is going to reach the right people that need to hear it at the right time. And that's why I do it. So whoever needs to hear this will hear it at the time that they need to hear it. And they will know that I understand how frustrated they are about the unfairness of all of this. How unfair it is. And if you need to hear that it is unfair, I am here with you telling you it is unfair. It is unfair that our children die. It is unfair that we don't get the support that we need from the people around us. That is unfair. We can talk about the mental health piece of this. I think it's unfair that you go to a therapist and the therapist reads about grief out of a textbook and all the textbooks are wrong. It's one of my major frustrations with grief when my son first died is because I felt like they lied to me because everything I read in my textbook was wrong. So you go to a therapist that's reading to you out of a textbook and they're getting it wrong. They're absolutely getting it wrong. And people are walking out of therapy and they're hurting and they're like, why do I feel worse? It's because they get it wrong. And that's unfair too. And collectively using our voices, we can change that. I believe that. I see it happening on on Instagram 
this community that I'm involved with and that we are creating. I see their posts and I see that we are changing it. One person at a time, we are changing it. It's another reason why I do this podcast is because as a therapist, I'm hoping to change the perception of grief among my fellow therapists. To tell them the things that you're telling people are wrong. You can't tell them. There's a training in my local area on grief or recovery. You don't recover from grief. You don't. You learn to live with it. We got to be honest about that. I remember being very frustrated the first year after Christopher died. And I was like, okay, it's been a year. I'll feel better. I did not feel better the second year. I felt worse the second year. My therapist is like, he hadn't been through grief. He was like, yeah, it's worse the second year. Third year, oh, it's still bad. And the fourth year, I'm like, I'm getting tired. When is it going to get better? When is it going to get better? Please tell me when it's going to get better. And it didn't get better. I just got used to it. And there's a difference between it getting better and getting used to it. I did some EMDR therapy last year that took away the trauma aspects of it. I'm going to do a podcast on that too. Because if the death was unexpected, you 100% have a trauma effect from that. And that's a piece that we overlook. They like to call it complicated grief. It's not complicated. Grief is grief. I was traumatized by the fact my son died unexpectedly. There are many people out there that are traumatized because someone they love died unexpectedly. And we need to recognize that. 100% need to recognize that. This podcast has almost become like a diary of sorts. Because I don't really have, even now, 10 years out, I don't have anyone to really talk to about this stuff. So I thank you for listening. I thank you to the ones that are listening to this podcast. I hope that there's something that I am saying that resonates in you, that will help you, will make you feel like you're a little bit better, even if it's for a small moment in time. If you want to send me a message on Instagram, a comment, I'm on Grieving Insomniacs on Instagram, Grieving Insomniacs on Facebook. Not getting much traffic over there on Facebook, so I'm primarily on Instagram. I look forward to hearing from you. If you have any questions, anything you want to talk about, I am here. That is why I developed this podcast, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening. This is Christy Haberman from Grieving Insomniacs. I hope you have a good week. Thank you for showing up. And thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe to the Grieving Insomniacs on your popular podcast platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Send me a message on Instagram at Grieving Insomniacs. 
Facebook Grieving Insomniacs, and I have a book available on Amazon called The Solitary Journey Through the Loss of a Child. Thank you. Like and subscribe. It would really help out my podcast.